You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. No how it go, shout out OCT. No rug, call out what we see. Whole game ready, ball of blitz on three. No, you can't stand on it on two feet. I already know you can't ball with me. Cause I brought up with the squad in me. They get a little, they callin' me. Ball alert. Ball alert. Ball alert. Ball alert. Ball alert. Welcome to the Ball Alert Show podcast. Available everywhere you get your podcast. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share our YouTube page at Baller Alert. TV one time for the A3C weekend. We killed that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I go by the name of Ferrari Simmons. I go by the name, you know, BT. OCT, where that? Hit maker in the building. Hey! hey! snap with us, bro. We do snaps. We do snaps. What's up, sir? Cooling, bro. Oh man, I he got it cold in here. Now, nah, funny, funny thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> funny, uh, funny thing about him, Maker, we was in the group chat. We was like, "Hey man, are you coming? Are you coming? Are you coming?" He was like, "Bro, I'm not like that." We just wanted to yeah, stay he, on yeah. wax. He I was respected getting, though, and he's on time, very punctual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have no idea the the, the stuff we have to crazy. pull off to get people to show See, up on time. A lot of people don't know, like, um, it's crazy because like I walk like through fine lines. Like I'm an artist still because I'm putting out my producer album on top of the year. But I'm an executive as well, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I got joint ventures and like I got artists, like a, a publishing company. I got different rights. So I got to be on my shit, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like what I do kind of uh, is a domino effect that right. I affect so many different lives. So I, I kind of like to be punctual, you know what I'm saying? And be on right. time. If I did came later, probably showed up with some rosé or something like that for y'all, right. some bottles or something like that, trying mm-hmm. to like smooth it over. But nah. No, nah, and you know, a lot of times it shows the difference between season people season vets and then mm-hmm. the new artists because right. new artists are always trying to get their diva on but you know the season vets be like I gotta get this work done Yeah, I kind of think because we kind of um, just artists that are bigger artists and people that have been in the game this season you really like once you in the motion of it, it's like okay this shit a job you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. I think that the only time it ain't a job for me is when, the, when I'm in the studio which I'm in the studio 24-7 because it's like I be scared like man like if I leave now you know it might be 2am but and I might be lit and be like man but if I leave 
4 a.m., the craziest idea might happen or some or somebody might be working or outworking me. I, I wanna like I'm I, I pray to be like for real or one of these niggas like yo for real to go to studio at three and, it, and leave at ten. If it don't happen between three and ten, fuck it. For real? Yeah, because he got family, kids, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shit like that. I respect that lifestyle. Like, people really treating this shit like a child, for real. Well, this should be a fun show because, you know, I like you because you are, like, unfiltered and you speak your mind and right. you speak your truth. And I respect that a lot. So, um, we're going to just run yeah, the show. Yeah, you're going to host the show with us, okay? Is that cool? Say less. And we're going to get in your business a little bit. <laughs> Ball alert. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you missed it. Alright, in case you missed it, Tamar Braxton and her um the contestant from Queen's Court, JR, they have broken up. Being a lawyer and going on TV and all that, you know, the reality show, I always wonder like how did that like work out for him? Who that that's the white dude? Yeah, yeah the white guy. Uh-huh. Wasn't they just together on Instagram no reason? <laughs> they had a whole YouTube and everything. They had like oh, a YouTube did? show and they were they was doing their thing and you know, this is like a surprise. Not just, to me, man. I love Tamar. Yeah, just, hey Tamar, just stay single for a little bit, man. Just, you know, keep it P. But every, wo- every woman d- doesn't just want to be single. She could be single with friends. But he said, "What? I don't understand why he companion. put out a statement that said he broke up with her." Hey, he just wanted to put it out. And there. he said that it wasn't for fame. He wasn't. He was then just... why make a statement? Maybe he had to. Man, you can't say you don't want to be famous and you do everything famous people do. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's probably like. PR or something like behind that situation and motivating that like as a man like I ain't really like in a rush to like go to no internet and tell like you know what I'm saying like I'm no longer you know what I'm saying like I'm single guys yeah Yeah. they just let it fizzle out but they were engaged so I think maybe that's why he wanted to say something maybe he's dating somebody else and had to put that out there just for Mm -hmm. you know you never know yeah cause he would cause she they got together (laughs) on the Queen's Court which is a TV show Mm -hmm. she was looking for love and you know he Proposed to her on the show. Tamar, start looking for love. How you gonna tell her that? Let it come find you, baby. Just let it come to you. That's y'all, what she did. She y'all been around Tamar like that? No, no, no. No, I know you have. You yeah. worked with her before. Yeah, she mad cool. Like I think that y'all really a fuck with her. Like she's super solid. Tamar, so, come on the show, come man. Come on the show, Tamar. I think she will, man. Tamar, come Tamar on the show. On the show. Another one looking for love, but not black love, is Terrell Owens. He oh, was on Lord. live with Ocho Cinco. He was telling about his experience with black women and how it wasn't good. My experiences with black women growing up wasn't so good. When I started dating white girls, my first experience with white girls is when I went to college. I tried to date some black girls when I was in college. They did not like me. I was skinny. I was strong. Right. I was I was teased from high school, even college. I got teased for being dark skinned. Now, 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 when you started dating these other types of women, was the check involved? Did you start getting the check, and then these were who accepted you at that particular moment? I don't, I don't have enough enough context. Well, he said he was in college, team. right? So, if you're in college and he went to the NFL, I'm pretty sure he was probably pretty damn good in college, Terrell, being, being an athlete, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think that. It's an obvious reason why he was uh, chose by particular women. What college did he go to? Yeah. That's key. Uh, I think that's he, a key. I think Terrell Owens went to Middle Tennessee State. I, I, I don't have my phone. So was that a predominantly check. white or predominantly black, we had black double college? Check. We do, yeah, double hmm. check that. I know. I know he didn't go to a. I know Terrell Owens didn't go to a big school. He went to. We a know he didn't go to HBCU. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it would be like. It would be like news to me if like he went to a HBCU or whatever and then was like, nah, I'm just only dealing with white girls. You know what I'm saying? Like then it'd have mm-hmm. been like, all right. Yeah. You I, know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, I agree with you on that. We stereotypically like 
That just Maybe that's his preference. Go. Yeah, I and, and I think you allow. But people to have, have a problem, like especially online with with preferences, because you know, colorism. Yep. Colorism. you have had like controversy with your preference online, and people have said, "See, that's cap though." See, look, a lot of people they keep dialing back in to the old me. You gotta re meet me. Like I grew up in this mm-hmm. whole industry. Like I grew up when World Star came out. The funny jokes or. Things that I said or things that I was doing, they like right now, I would never say none of that lame shit or whatever. It was lame. I grew up in front of the camera. So I take accountability for who I was. But we talking about situations that are that was in 2007. That's Mm. 15 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Mm. 16 years ago. I'm not the same person I was then. And, you know, I can't really, you know. Get that out people's mind But I think that When you're in this limelight It don't matter what you do It's just like Similar to people Grabbing old tweets From 2005 When such and such Or Kevin Hart You know what I'm saying Like You gotta re-meet me I'm not that same nigga No more And like I take full accountability For what was said And let the record show That that's not Really the case Of whatever it was Or what was said I don't even like To speak on that You know what I'm saying No Mm -hmm. facts And you know The unfortunate part Is you grew up In the limelight You know So And people don't forget It's easily Especially the women Who were hurt by it They like I remember You know And it's like You can't move on It's hard to move on From that If you really think about it If you was a normal person People not talking about What you did in middle school Right <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you know, when when you famous and you become bigger and bigger under a microscope. Pe- People try to bring you back down Like hey I know you up there But let me bring you back down here You know so I, I feel like That's just kind of how the internet is It's cool though Like people gotta remember I'm in my 30s now Like I was literally like 20 You know what I'm saying Yeah And those things happened 19, 20 or whatever And I, I made mistakes You know and, glad you know, I, I'm glad I wasn't famous, famous Man person. I was thinking the same I was a bad person I was thinking the same thing I was a very bad person <laughs> I was very ignorant In my 20s Almost a Two decades. Well, actually, my career is over two decades because I was signed to DMX first mm-hmm. when I was Iceberg first. But, like, if you could be in this game 20 plus years and still be successful and just have, you know what I'm saying, a good vibe going on, man, I ain't gonna lie. Like, whatever happened, I, like I said, I wouldn't change it, mm. you know, but I learned from a lot of different mistakes and it's just bringing another level of clarity to where I'm moving forward to. Facts. Speaking of bringing up old stuff, there was a resurfaced clip of Kanye West from 2018 on a phone call saying that oh, Cardi B that. is an industry plant. That's why fucking Cardi B was over there. Cardi B is a plant by the Illuminati. She don't write her raps. She just there to like sound as ignorant as possible and just and then make songs like fuck him and then get some money. Yeah. You know, she just literally replaced you know, Nicki Minaj purposely that they put her there. I personally hate stuff like that happening mm-hmm. because it's so hard and sometimes it's really taken out of context. Like, I, I really wish that we heard the entire conversation of that. Well, I saw the clip. Well, what I don't like is the fact that we've all said things about people that we don't know, right? Yeah. So, he could have said that and actually met her and went to the studio and with her and been now. like, Oh shit! She actually does this. She actually does that. She's okay, dope. she's actually a dope ass like person. Said with Tam- about Tamar. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. I mean, the truth of the matter is, is that us as a culture and a generation, we just migrate towards negativity faster mm-hmm. than positive shit. Yeah. So if you look at it, when they put the clips out, even though they've been like dissected and turned into smaller clips of what you don't understand, what he's saying it's still from 2018. 
Kanye just did a record. He was just on Cardi B's single with Lil Durk called Hot Shit. Mm -hmm. So clearly something happened in between 2018 to right now for them to get over that. But people will prefer to go and dial into that and be like, all right, he's a fuck nigga, da 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 da. But people gotta stop really caring about like the internet for real, for real. And I, it, clearly they don't because Cardi, I think she put out something that was just like a heart yeah. emoji. Yeah, yeah. Kanye and she put because he was bigging her up for yeah. the hot hot record. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I mean, God bless. And shout out to Cardi, man. That was that was a good way to respond yeah. to some negative ish, man. Do you think they're industry plants? What does that mean, though, to y'all? Like, what's your well, an industry about? plant? I'm gonna say what I've seen on the internet. An industry plant is somebody that is put in this industry that uh, gets a bunch of writers and producers, and they have all these people. And how and well, everybody's an industry plant. Then I would say I would say the industry plant is uh, someone who uh, doesn't respect the culture, but that was put there to. Culture vulture. Culture vulture. Yeah. Okay. See, that's two different perspectives. That's I'm just, just talking my about from the mm -hmm. create, creative. You know plant. what I'm saying? And making of the song. Everybody collaborates. So, Correct. like, I don't want people to get that twisted up. Like, collaboration is key. So, mm -hmm. if you think about it, like Quincy Jones in the studio with Michael Jackson, Rod Temperson. This is back when they had full bands making the beats. It wasn't no laptop and Fruity Loops, and it was probably like 20, 30 niggas to walk through that studio on one day to make one thing, to make off the wall or anything that we vibing to. Now, I think it's just a stigma with rap that it's like they want it to be autobiographical from you so they can connect to you instead of connecting to the story that you putting out there. So that's kind of like where it get jaded. But I think everybody collaborates on the industry plant. Like to me, an industry plant is just like, it's just a it's just a fucked up way to be like man like you really like you won you know what I'm saying like because a lot of mm. people is Lil Nas X industry plant I don't think so I don't think so he's talented you know what I'm saying how can yeah. you you don't know his story you don't know his struggle or what he went through to do that mm -hmm. but when you when people start seeing you come out of nowhere and then you got the right marketing promotion and good budget behind you and you got a yep. hit record mm -hmm. and you're everywhere and you MTV Awards VMA Grammy bop 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 That's, they say they did the same shit to Macklemore they did the same shit to all these different niggas so I mean it's just Niggas just got Just be like man Don't say industry plan Like man You got a big marketing budget Bro like you nah, I think an industry plan Is somebody like Millie Vanilli Like the producers Wanted a record But they weren't as You know Appealing To a the eye player? Enough uh -huh. To to sell records So they got these Good looking guys To just mouth You know the words That's And thinking, yeah. The producers And people who could not You know sell the records Get the money But the the, the people who are actually doing it they're not getting receiving anything and then they got exposed yeah. on a performance Man, that was you crazy. know a fun fact about that that Kevin Lyles wrote uh, Girl You Know It's True mm. wow Nelly Nelly. Girl You Know It's True Kevin wow. Lyles, mm -hmm. Kevin so he Lyles. didn't yeah. feel like he was you know he could go out there and do it himself <laughs> All right, let's move on to Love versus Money. It's Love versus Money on the Baller Alert Show. All right, so I'm going to give a couple and you let me know if they're there for the love or is it just business. Today we have Joy Chavez and Trevon Diggs. Well, Joy just tattooed his name. Mm -hmm. her, was it her back? Yep, yeah, on, her, on her spine. In the middle of her back, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. So he can have a view of that thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I definitely think that this is a potential love. I don't want to say love, but you know, um, I don't think that this is uh, for the money. I don't think this is for the money because um, from the outside looking in, I think it's potentially love. Yeah. Me I mean, I think it's love. I think it's love. You know, um, 
I feel like they've been together for for some time now, and um, you know that that tattoo is that's love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, is that's, on that's the spine. A, that is love. That is L O V E. That's love. You think so? I got mad girls' names tattooed on. Okay, now now hit me. We we okay. Really? Yeah. How many girls you got on you? Probably like five. They still there? Yeah. Damn. I know a guy. My life. It's a it's a chapter. It happened. You know what I'm saying? Like unless I tell you, you know what I'm saying? You're not gonna know what what it really is or whatever. But um, initials. Got a girl. What um. Girl named Tattoo, but she was part of my crew. The girl that's saying the business, cash or whatever. She's oh yeah, uh-huh. me and everything. I got, but I feel lying to cover it up. It's just like it was a moment that happened in my life, and you moved on, you know, and you continue to just create history. That's like when Baby fell out. Remember, because I really got this from Baby. Remember how them niggas had like all the hot boys' names mm-hmm. tattooed on each other, or yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like what I, if I do like an ex do it? Like nah, fuck this nigga. You know, so it's kind of felt weird. So I just like, were, were you drunk just, when you got those tattoos? I ain't gonna lie This was so long ago I was probably like On ecstasy and all type of shit Oh, oh shit okay. No but you know What does that mean though Is it is it like a, a A great gift to give somebody Like if I tattoo you on On my body Some people take it differently it, too Yeah it's kind of like What perspective you coming from Like I think that Certain relationships Or whatever Is like validating Like I'm yours Or you're mine Or this type of situation But for me It was just out of love Like we was a crew So speaking on that Particular tattoo But yeah. I mean The other ones it was just like spur the moment like that used to be like my first date like back in the day like like oh let's go get tatted or let's have a tattoo man come through the house or whatever and turn into that now (laughs) that's that's some some rapper shit for real that is (laughs) is some rapper shit now is tink on uh did she make one of the tattoos Nah. uh -uh. okay because y'all made love versus money a couple couple uh, episodes ago tink and hitmaker oh man you know tink recently said he eats her ass he eats my ass from the ruler to the tutor, you know? Well, <laughs> if you eat ass, that's gotta be, well, I don't know. So. And they've been on the low for a minute. I've been silent about our relationship. I've been silent about us fucking. They was in they a was relationship together. and they broke up because they it was some, you know, hands getting put on somebody allegedly. She definitely put her hands on me. You don't wanna say it, I'ma say it. And I know this is a this is rare for me to say this. Say it. I think that it's love. I definitely don't think it's for money. This man has really been manipulating my situation. And I won't bash him because we make great music. But I finally understand that it isn't love. It's more so money. Damn. I'm not going to talk too crazy about it because I still got love and respect. But no, nah, it wasn't a, a money thing. Like, I think that we were working together and we had did three albums, right? And we were in the process of like restructuring our business, how we did business together, because I was executive producing the projects or whatever. So we had decided to do something with the business. And um, to be perfectly honest, it just didn't go out that way. She decided to go a different direction. So when that happened, I kind of like fell back from the situation because... It just, it just, I, I don't know. Like I worked a lot, and I just didn't want to be in a position where, like, I felt like we weren't in sync, but I felt like we could coexist and still create and do whatever we wanted to do. So I just fell back, and that was pretty much it. So she wanted to work with other producers, maybe. Nah. So in reality, um, the situation that happened with that is that once we decided that we weren't going to do business together on a broader scale. Then I fell back and then she decided she came back and was like, you know what? I was wrong. I do want to work with you. 
And then we did an agreement for us to work together. Okay. And we worked together like in early August or whatever. And that was like the first time that we were like really like speaking together or collaborating or doing anything together from like maybe March. Like we probably ain't spoke to each other like from March to August. So that's when we like kind of collectively came back together and did like we did 20 songs in like seven days and do you guys it. think that or do you feel like there's something still there or that's completely done that chapter's closed on a relationship level yeah. to me um, I just think like when certain lines get crossed like okay. mm-hmm. I just kind of like I think it's best that we go our separate ways or whatever mm-hmm. and we had already went our separate ways like we weren't okay. dating you know when that when that shit hit the headlines or whatever we weren't dating like, we weren't speaking out, like I told y'all. Like, we weren't having any type of dialogue at all from March into August. And then they came back to the table through her management, her team, or whatever, and said that we wanted to work again. And we decided to work again. And it, it went well, you know? But she obviously had some feelings towards it because if she got mad that you were at a restaurant and didn't speak to her, you know, it's kind of like, you know, she kind of felt a certain type of way. Like, emotions were still involved. It's always going to be like that. You know, like me and her, we did so many monumental things together. That's a part of like a huge, like a chapter in her life and a chapter in my life that like it's three years of us working together, you know, and just going crazy. So I kind of feel like maybe that could have been there. And me being an older guy, like I'm almost 10 years older than 10. I'm like nine years older than her. She's 27. I'm 37. So it's kind of like it's a difference of balance. Like, so when certain things happen with me, like she might not have seen it from, through my perspective, through my POV. And I stepped back a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Just to kind of like understand what was going on. And, um, you know, I mean, I can't speak for what her feelings was, you know, clearly it was some type of feeling to the situation. But at that point, like I didn't even, you know, I, I was already like moving in a different mm-hmm. direction. And I know you was probably kind of hurt that she went to the internet and, and said a, a lot of things. Um, I wasn't necessarily hurt. I was just more embarrassed for her and for me at the same time. You know, because for me, like, I was embarrassed for her first because it's like I never seen, like, she she not, like, I never wanted that at least any type of scandalous type shit, you know what I'm saying, on the internet to involve me in it. Like, we would sit and talk about situations like that or whatever and just be like, damn, like, that's crazy. Like, we'd see that, but... It was unfortunate for me. I mean, shit. I'm. You, we mm-hmm. just got through talking. I'm still yeah. iceberg, youngberg, hitmaker. <laughs> like, I, I'm kind of like. It's like y'all another kept day it low for fucking, a long yeah, time. Yeah, like, a lot of people didn't know y'all dated in, until that that situation. I think she just probably made an impulsive, you know what I'm saying, decision mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah, did yeah. that. And um, unfortunately, you can't take back those situations in real time once they really happen. And I'm just not like an internet nigga at all. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like if I'm going to come and be on the internet, I'm going to come and talk my piece or speak. Any, anybody look at my Instagram, it's just literally accomplishments or me working in the studio just type a bunch shit. Of pl- you know uh, platinum saying? records. Yeah, I sold like over <laughs> 150 million records. Like, talk that like, talk. It's not even like a thing, you know? So yeah. it was definitely love. Going back to the concept of the whole thing, it was love. It wasn't it wasn't the money situation, you know, like and I still love got mad too. love. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I still got mad love and respect for her. You know what I'm saying? And the real thing is like a lot of people gotta dial into this. When you say you love somebody, if y'all don't end out in like a super bad situation, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause this situation was this situation. It wasn't the greatest. You know, I would have preferred it went another way. But um, man, like I'm, I'm gonna want to be happy, and I, I still love her, and I want her to be the most successful she can be, and I still love her. She being with someone else or whatever, you know, like I really got genuine love. Like I look at it like family. So 
it's just unfortunate that she let the internet into our business, you know, at that moment. Dang, mm-hmm. man, I thought this was going to last, man. Like the Chicago connection, man, I thought this was going to be, be it. I mean, you know, I'm not the same person I was when we initially started working together and vibing together, and she's not the same person. And what I'm man enough to say is that, man, like, in reality, what I learned when dealing with her is that, like, we both, like, put each other, like, we've been through so many trials and tribulations that we put each other first. You know what I'm saying? I put myself first and she put herself first. Mm. So, like, let's not, you know what I'm saying, crash mm-hmm. out behind it. Let's keep being successful and, you know what I'm saying, understand, like, the thought process between both of us. Like, man, like, we just ended to winning. Do you <laughs> ever see yourself getting married? I don't know. Like, a lot of people... uh want me to like you know what I'm saying <laughs> like, you think like you're, you're not a marriage guy um are you in a I'm relationship not, I'm not a relationship guy okay, okay. cause you look, like a ladies man you got a lot of ladies it seems. are you in a relationship or now no yeah. I don't believe in having just like one woman like but I'm open and I'm honest upfront about it you know what I'm saying I'm not saying I can't only be with one woman mm-hmm. but I just want to be like transparent of what the real the reality of my lifestyle and what I got going on because a lot of times when I start these relationships with women, um, we're friends first. So, and we don't even know each other and you just told me I was a ladies man and this, that, and the third. So you kind of <laughs> know the nigga you going to talk to or whatever <laughs> before you go put your fucking, like you already got your foot in the pool halfway. I'm just you know saying what I'm from saying? Your, like, your public track record, it looks like you like you the ladies man. It just seems I love that women. way. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Very much so. What do the women say when you put that out there to them? Are they okay with that? And then they find out they're really not? Um, I don't think that it's more so like uh, okay with I'm just into being like best friends and building situations with people, you know? And then at at the age I am, of course, I, I don't have no kids. I don't have nothing. So I'm going to take it there, you know what I'm saying, at some point eventually. But at the same token, it's more so... Um, I don't know. I'm just I'm just in love with my career right now, honestly. We'll be right back with more of the Baller Alert Show. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? 
Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to a special edition of the Baller Alert Show. What up, y'all? It's your boy Hitmaker in the building, man. They want to know who do the tag and shit. Hitmaker! Ball alert. Back with more of the Baller Alert show. We got Hitmaker in the building. Yeah, 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 yeah You yeah. have so many accomplishments and you have done so much that we know, but just for the audience, can you just explain a little bit of your background? We know you're from Chicago. Yeah. Uh, you was privileged. Yeah. Were you raised in the suburbs? My early life, like, up until like sixth grade, I was probably in the burbs or whatever. But I moved to the um to the east side with my father on eighty first and Ellis. I went to school right over there, and then from there I transitioned. I went kind of like to uh, Foster Park into that area, and I lived there with my father all the way up until I left Chicago and kind of went to L A. and I I got my first start in L A. My first song, "Sexy Lady." I ain't gonna like. So that lie. was your first big record. Well, well, he was Iceberg first. Yeah, I was with DMX, DMX first. Yeah, you was with DMX. I, I, mean, I, I want like, you to talk about that real quick because okay, that's cool. kind of like untapped. Uh-huh. Uh, how did the DMX situation happen? So, and how old were you? So I was probably like 13, 14, and um, always been into music. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I went, and I had a bunch of guys that were um, street guys that was in Chicago that really invested the money behind us, and I ended up meeting my mentor, Bugs, and Bugs is the guy that um kind of like under no ID, kind, best friends with Kanye West, all these different people and had these different relationships and kind of like formed and turned me into a producer. So at that point, the street dudes, this back in the day, like they had connections and they had money. So um, I had a bid war going crazy. Like Jay-Z wanted to sign me, uh, every label. I think it was like 12 different labels. And I just went from previously... Uh, asking my father to purchase me Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood DMX CD for Christmas. And DMX was like the biggest shit in the world to yeah. me. Like Jay-Z is my favorite rapper, but DMX at that point, which is bar none, the guy. And um, we ended up meeting at um, What These Bitches Want from a Nigga video. And we was in LA and like um, he had his trailer and i never forget when I first met him or whatever, like they rushed me up to him like, yo, like I was like four foot four or some shit like that back then. I was like a little bitty nigga. And they was like, yo, me iceberg and fucking, he like, shorty, uh, I'm gonna go smoke this weed real quick. And he had like two girls with him or whatever, like, yo, I'm gonna go hell and listen, smoke this and I'll come back and see you. Went and smoked that shit. They sent me on the trailer and I was just like, uh, it was like rap. Cause this back in the day, it's like, it's weird now. Like you gotta have so much Social media presence, mm-hmm. this Dreams, and the third, yeah, radio, like, it's so, it, it, like DJs playing. Nigga was just like rap, like just <laughs> rap. Like I'm like, you want to hear my demo? No, rap. So, <laughs> raw, they want the raw talent yeah. opposed to today, where it's already made. So I kind of like I spit like a a, a fast tongue twister, like like twister, like West Side Chicago. I stick on up in the with this and smoke. And he was like, Yo, shorty, I don't know what the fuck you talking about. Slow down, say something different. So I said like a slower rap that was like. 40 bars and he was like yo I'ma sign you like nigga ain't even listen to my demo like nigga just right there like yo uh, on the spot on a trailer everybody goes crazy I'm a young kid I had more bricks than motherfucking Pablo Escobar in my raps I was just the wildest young nigga and just going crazy with a bunch of street niggas and they was just like yo I'ma sign you and he was like on the spot so at that point 
Shit, that was my journey with DMX from right there. I came back to the video shoot the next day and fucking Kevin Lyles was, I was sitting there and I was smoking a blunt and Kevin Lyles was like, man, your life about to change. And they was playing my demo out DMX trailer, like wanking that shit, going crazy and blasting <laughs> it. And that was the start of my career with him. Where, were, where did the name Iceberg come from? I used to wear a hell of Iceberg clothes. Like I got that shit tatted on me still. That was your favorite clothing line. So yeah, like that you... was the balling shit. That was like the fucking chrome yeah, hearts facts, of, facts. This, of this era right now. You know what I'm saying? Like when, it was very expensive. When did you change it to Youngberg? Eve changed my name to Youngberg. So mm. like this back in like the... Eve the rapper from yeah, Rough, Rough Riders. Riders. Yeah, my first songwriting placement ever. Like she was like a super mentor to me. And like I used to live at... Like, man, I used to be around Eve everywhere. Troy Carter, Jay Irvin, all these different guys or whatever. They used to manage her. And um, my first writing placement was Eve. I did Evolution. It was the um, title track of her last album that she dropped or whatever on Rough Riders or whatever. And I, I wrote the hook and I was I'm actually got vocals still on the record. But, you know... um. She this back in the day when niggas was like popping ten, like you know how Dame Dash got there. Mm -hmm. She was like Burgington, or she was like Young Burgington, da da da. She called me Young Burg, and that's how it happened. A lot of women have had, uh, you know, great hands in your career. Yeah. Uh, can you talk about uh, what Nicki Minaj did for you? Man, I ain't gonna lie. Like Nicki kind of like came in and and changed my life and kind of restructured the whole shit. So like I'm I'm real big into manifesting things, you know, like going into the studio, making a record, doing something or whatever. So I went to the studio. I just signed my first publishing deal with APG or second publishing deal and Mike Karen had me in a studio. And um I went in there and I did a reference and I did a hook on this track and I named it Nikki and Hitmaker and I went and pulled up on my bro one day at, at a studio. And the next day, excuse me, the very next day I went and put up on my guy Sounds. Shout out to Sounds. He was working in the studio. He had the high hand. He was going crazy. And then my bro, Doc, was like, yo, I just seen Nicki Minaj. She in the other room. And I'm like, for real? I'm like, yo, go tell her. I want to holler at her. He said he went over there, talked to her security. They're like, we're going to come back and get you in 20 minutes. And then shit, they came back and got me in 20 minutes. And I went in there. I just pressed played on a record I did the previous night, a bunch of other shit. She was fucking with it, and um, that allowed me to do like four or five records. I think it was four or five records on that Pink Print album. Oh wow! And um, she she really just gave me her studio. Like the the best thing she ever did for me, like was she give me free reign to be creative. Like she was just like, yo, whether I'm here or I'm not here, just pull up every day. Like pull up, you got new shit. Let's just vibe out. And she kind of put me in position to where like people were like, what the fuck is Young Berg doing in Nicki's studio with Nicki Minaj? And like she would take me to. How old are you at this time? I'm Still. old. Now, this right before Love old? and Hip Hop. Oh, okay, like, okay, okay, okay. This, yeah, like, this okay. is at the brink. Yeah, this is okay, like okay. 2000. 12 or something like that okay, whatever okay. pink so, print mm -hmm, came okay. out this is like mm -hmm. 13 this is like okay. one of them moments to where like even the records that I did like I feel like I did like classic Nicki Minaj record I did favorite with her and Jeremiah I still see girls quoting Damn, that you were lucky nigga that. if my mean ass like you and all these different that. records or whatever <laughs> like I did a lot of great work with her on that that project and I'm really that, proud of that BT? how was Nicki as a, as a person to me it was it was all gracious it was all beautiful you know what I'm saying like she ain't do nothing but show me love I mean, I'm sure that uh, it's politics to whatever situation that go on, but like me personally, like nah, it wasn't. It wasn't never like nothing crazy. Like I, th it, 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 you know, it, it's weird. Like we had like a brother sister relationship, mm -hmm. so I wouldn't compare 
my relationship to somebody that she worked with because like I was really there like I was really mm-hmm. with her every day like we were really like sharing real experiences or whatever and like it kind of like opened my eyes it was kind of like boot camp for me as like a, a songwriter producer type shit for real but you had your own hits at this time too because you had mm-hmm. Sexy Can I mm-hmm. um, Sexy Lady um, hey, Sexy the Lady yeah. Uh, you had success of your own. Nice what was that ride like when you started, you know, cranking out those hits? Um, damn, the, the crazy thing is, like, Sexy Lady, like, I used to go in a club. It was a club called, um, damn, I, I keep forgetting the name of this shit, but I, shout out to my dog, TK. He um, helps a lot of people sell their catalogs and shit right now. He was a club promoter. I used to go in there like a chinchilla like every night and perform that shit or whatever. Like, in LA. It's, in LA. it's hot as hell, you know what I'm saying? But like, I wanted people to see me and my manager at the time was another club promoter for the club. So like we would go to the Ralph's and get like bottles of liquor or whatever and he would sneak them in the back and bring them bring out. Them out. Act like yeah. we was motherfucking buying bottles and shit. And DJ Echo was the main DJ at Power 106 at the time and they would spin my shit. And then from there, I came in like a setting like this or whatever and I went and told my life story in front of DJ E-Man, the whole Power 106 staff and they were like, yo, we gonna get this record a shot and the record got a shot and it was the number one record. Like it went, it was in power rotation, number one in LA before I ever had a record deal and that prompted me to get my label deal with Epic Records. Then from there, like I had Sexy Can I, but I had the business first with my artist Cash at the time and I loved that record like yeah. I'm like yo yeah. it's gonna Classic. be like one of them yeah. ones yeah, like yeah, this yeah. shit is out of here the label wanted me to do Sexy Can I and like I was like bro like I'm about to be the sexiest nigga in fucking America you know what I'm saying like yo from Sexy Lady to Sexy Can, can I, I. Mm-hmm. so I was just like no and um, long story short I think Charlie Walker was the president of the company at the time he bought me a chain I'm like yo he like what do you need to do this record I'm like I want an epic record chain you gotta call Jason the Jeweler right now and buy me a chain when bought me the chain so <laughs> shit from fucking um, from the Lowe's Hotel to Wet Willie's we walked down the street and I wrote the verses to fucking Sexy Can I and then went and did the song in Miami and was done with it so very few artists have two careers mm-hmm. I feel like you had three. Yeah. Um, Cause when did Hitmaker start? I ain't had no hits. That's what was crazy. It was really a ballsy move. Like I was in Miami and like trying to find my way, and like I was just writing records. And this is like a uh, prior to me working with Tamar, doing the one for her on her album Love and War and shit like that. And I was just in the studio with my guy Jordan Hollywood, just making hooks or whatever. Cause I realized in Miami that. My shit was still hot. They just didn't want it from me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it fucked me up because it's like, Vulnerable. man, I, I ain't no ugly nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't no light. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still, like, dealing with beautiful women. Like, I was still living a rapper life, but it's just like with the internet come in and all the other shit, like, they just didn't want it from me. You. Me working with Nicki and all this shit, like, I'm literally doing Nicki album while we shooting Love and Hip Hop at the same time. Like, okay. Love and Hip Hop was like a guilty pleasure, you know what I'm saying? For a lot of people, it was still early on, and it was real people that was like, you could see in real time. So, with me turning Hitmaker, I probably think it was like 2012, and I just said it. Like, I was just like, Hitmaker? Hitmaker? Who, who, who's that on that drop, by the way? Me. As you, yeah. Okay. Okay. So he ain't got to pay yeah. nobody on his records. Come so, on, yeah. I did, I did it for DJ Infamous first. Like what that time was the Infamous? Record. Yeah. I just seen Infamous yeah. last night. He had a record that um, went crazy called Double Cup with Double him, Cup. Ludacris, Juicy J. I was on the hook yep. and um, yep. Yep. Uh, Jeezy. 
and fucking uh, how was that the shoot? That actually? was the first time I I said it like publicly and shit. I was like, fuck it, I'm just riding out with this I'm a hit maker, and it just happened organically. But and then love and hip hop continues on. So go ahead. What was it? You know that was just an era, like you said. It was a part of you know that was when Golden um, Love and Hip Hop was really good. Like everybody yeah. was locked in. They was doing watch parties yeah. and all right. that yeah. stuff. And you were a part of that. Um, I was just asking about your experience in yeah. that time. Did you like it? Yeah. So from that time, I'm in. I'm living here in Atlanta. So I said Hitmaker in Miami. I moved to Atlanta. That's how I was able to do the record with uh, Infamous. And um, I'm just moving around out here. And I just felt like it was like super clicky. You know what I'm saying? Which is still probably is like Polo and them be over here and Tricky and them over here or whatever. And T-Pain is all the way over there. And, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just in the middle like trying to make some shit happen. You know what I'm saying? Like so I'm like fuck it. I'm moving back to LA. And I moved back to LA and um, the girl Hazel she she kind of came to me like yo we doing Love and Hip Hop. Ray J's on it. At that point I ain't talked to Ray J and none of these people whatever in so long. Oh. And um she like, yo, such and such, such and such. And me and Hazel was cool because I've known her since I was young Berg or whatever. So it was never like a um, dating situation or nothing like that. We was just cool. And she brought it to the table. Like, yo, like, I'm your homegirl. This what's up, blah, blah, blah. So we did it. And then the cameras just start. I mean, once it all <laughs> came to the table, it was mad. It was, it was very interesting because, like. So y'all weren't a couple on the show? I'm going to break it down. Oh. So once it all came to the table, it's mad <laughs> interesting because like when uh, the cast kind of assembled, like we all assembled, like I think we were in Santa Monica, like for like a, a, a meet to just to see everybody or whatever. And like I've been with like multiple girls that was on the cast. Yeah. So like it was very weird to me. I, I oh, slept yeah. with, not been in a relationship, I slept like with. Like before, like yeah. before the season started. Oh, damn. In LA, this LA shit. Like, yeah. I lived there, I'm, I'm young Berg in LA, like all these yeah. people are people that so were So, you know, that. things happen. Yeah. So, you have to tell yeah. the producers, like, hey, in man. my past life, like, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? That's your <laughs> past life. <laughs> you like, so, they, they, they kind of like, it was just weird and Mona was like, so, Berg, who have you, da, 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 and I'm like, her, you know, I, I used to, like, it was just, it was just weird. It was just bad. So, we get on it. I mean, there wasn't a lot of ladies on that uh, that, that, that season. <laughs> well, well, to be honest, when we initially started the season, I was dating somebody else, and uh, out of respect for whatever she dealing with right now, whatever and got going on, I, I ain't gonna say her name. But I was dating. I was in a whole relationship with another girl who that was on the show. Yeah, that's okay. a very popular girl right now. Mm -hmm. So. um we were dating and like it was weird for us, you know what I'm saying? And like I was trying to like get used to what was going on. It was like super weird. And I remember I went to Miami to work with Diddy on um, an album that he was working on around that time. And I came back and um, Mona had fired her off the show. Like, mm -hmm. so look, I come back. This is what's so crazy. I come back from Miami and they pick you up. You know, they don't like at that point, like they come pick you up in like a minivan or some shit and they got Ciroc or whatever. And like you go and get in the minivan and they tell you what to wear. They like, yo, wear like shorts and a t-shirt and blah, blah, blah. So I'm thinking I'm finna go play basketball with like Soldier Boy and one of these niggas or somebody, Omarion. I'm drinking in the van. We get there and it, we at Hazel House. Mm. And, um, at that point, I was like, damn, what is this? You know, like, because I was dating the other person that was on the show. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I'm like, yo, I'm not doing a scene. Like, I'm not doing this. Like, this shit lame. Like, y'all trying to make me look like I'm two-timing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, blah, blah, blah. And Mona just appeared out of thin air like Cruella DeVille. Like, Burke. You <laughs> might, let, let, let me talk, you let me talk to you. You might Stevie J of loving hip-hop Hollywood. I'm just like, yo, whatever. And then. Whatever. They told me that they end up firing the girl that I was dating. And, um. Cause we had kind of fell out that weekend. Like I went out that weekend, and me and her fell out. Like broke up, and mm-hmm. then they told me to fired her. And then she was just like, "Yo, you got to do this." And at that point, nobody knew like me as hitmaker anything I had going on. So I yeah. wanted the exposure because Nikki and Diddy and different people that I was working with were perfectly fine with me saying that I was working with them currently on the show. So that was kind of like the piece of the situation that I was trying to hold on to. And then shit. I walked in there and they just turned on uh, me and Hazel E relationship. Now, mind you, I'm not saying nothing wrong about Hazel E because in hindsight, I do still have a lot of love for Hazel E. Like a lot of different things happened. I know that that was a traumatic period of her life or whatever. And like we were all young trying to figure it out. And, you know, like I'm not going to be the person that's talking down on her or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we, I has, I dealt with her before, you know what I'm saying? Like, but we wasn't into like a deep rooted relationship to where it is, but the alcohol, the cameras and just what the show does, because what they don't Turn tell you, you is that you don't get paid unless you win a show. I can't speak for her. So I know what my motive was, you know what I'm saying? Like, so me turning up and doing all this other shit is just like, yo, I'm doing all this stuff. I'm not getting paid. And like, I just look back at that time and like, I really am truly embarrassed by the shit. Cause it's like, man, like people still are attached to that and still carrying that. And I'm a whole different person in my career, mm-hmm. a whole nother nigga. But a lot of things that happen in that situation, people will attach it to it and be like, oh, well, and to me, it's like it's 10 years ago. You know, it's a decade ago, but. I feel you. I got love for Hazel E. You know what I'm saying? I got love for all those different people. And, you know, like, I just hate what the show does to people. It kind of puts you in a mix of having to continue to do it. And I'm just grateful to, to be out and I'm wishing nothing but love and light to all of them. We'll be right back. Stay tuned with more of the Baller Alert Show. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to a special edition of the Baller Alert Show. What up, y'all? It's your boy Hitmaker in the building, man. They want to know who do the tag and shit. Hitmaker! Ball alert. I got a question for you. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm a big mental health person, and I asked everyone that we interview. You seem like you're in a very stable mental space right now. Mm-hmm. Um, do you talk to somebody? Do you get counseling? Do you go to therapy? Or is that just something, that's just how you are? I'm not per se in therapy. I talk to people, and I got different people that I can lean on, and I, I really respect their opinion. But I just think that, I've just been doing a lot of self-reflecting. You know what I'm saying? Like, what did I do wrong in this situation? Where was I? Where did I play a part in this shit? You know, like, what could I could have changed and made better? And like, I think it's all it's, it's all functioning off ego and just like wanting something to prove. Like a lot of shit, you gotta remember, like trials and tribulations and shit that I went through. Like, I always felt like I was overly talented. That I was working harder than a lot of different people, and I had that chip on my shoulder. Like, you know, because of trials and tribulations that happened when I'm a young bird or things that might have happened on Love and Hip Hop. I'm still carrying that type of baggage with me because people. Are not looking at me for who I feel like I am mm. but once I learned that I can't I can't it's gonna do me better to not be on Instagram looking at the comments being like how the fuck you niggas don't know how we sitting here how y'all talking about love or uh, 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 money versus money and I'm I'm young bird. I've been getting money for so like, I've been successful for a long time it's like I've sold 150 million records as hit maker you know what I'm saying so Shit. wanting to overly try and prove it like you know what I'm saying and do all this other different stuff it's like man when you really at a good space and just knowing like, man, shit, as long as the people around me happy and I'm providing for the people that's around me and my team and, and I'm building and I'm still going this way and I'm going up, then I can't really worry about all the bullshit that's going that way. Do you feel like that you finally getting like your flowers being hit maker? Is it hit maker yeah. or hit maker? Hit maker. Uh, hit maker. Yeah. Maker. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, I ain't really worried about flowers no more. Like last year, I won producer of the year at the BET Awards. Mm-hmm. We here again. I'm nominated again. Like I don't really care about that. I've been nominated for a Grammy like 15 times. Like all that flowers and shit. Like it's just like you searching for acceptance. You want people to be like, you know what I'm saying? Like I respect what you do. Like when I, you look up, you know when I get my flowers, like right now, that they'll be like, like I consciously made an effort. Like I remember like people gonna find the tweet and look at it at some day. Like where I was like, man, I'm about to flip every song I grew up with on, on 106 and Park and be the Puff Daddy of this generation and bring this sound back and bring all these different shits back. I did it so much and I, I did it so well that people found it like as a cheat code. It's infected the whole culture right now. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like niggas that don't even know the songs that they flipping is flipping songs because they feel like, yo, let me go get this old song or whatever. But I really learned that from the niggas that came before me, the JDs. The no IDs, the Kanye's, it's just a different era of this shit. So like, like sampling. Yeah, bro. Like I ain't gonna lie, I don't work with everybody. Like I'm I'm super like 
fulfilled. My next my next step is just to break all the new artists, you know what I'm saying, and offer the, offer the opportunity and all the game that I've kind of then been able to absorb over my career to the next motherfucker, for real. Now, you really excited about breaking new artists? Because I, I, yeah. I feel like it's so hard to break new artists now. Man, um, that's what I was attempting to do with the, the prior situation that we spoke on, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because when... I, I I bumped into her and we started working together. It was more so like, yo, she has a cult following. I want to take this more mainstream. We had number one records together. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I know it's capable, but I want to take somebody. I think that it's a different level to where like Mike Will, you know what I'm saying? He got the got that look. He broke Ray Shremmer. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's certain different people that broke different artists and I, I'm always searching for that. I think that's the last piece of the puzzle for my career. Uh, I seen a tweet that Bow was talking about. Uh-huh. Uh, he got a record out with uh, with, Chris, with Chris Brown. Yeah. Uh, you know what what that's looking like? Cause you commented on it. You was like, "Yeah, it's yeah. one of them ones." It's a hit maker record. Yeah, it is. Um, shout out to Bow Wow. Shout out to CB. You know, um, Bow Bow, my bro, and then me and CB. Like, I ain't gonna lie, like. When we sit back and we talk or whatever, we because we we talk, you know what I'm saying? Like we speak and it's more so music. I'm just sending them music or whatever. We sharing mm-hmm. ideas and being collaborative. But in the moments that we do get to sit down and really talk, like man, like we both got a lot of respect and love for each other. Like we've done a lot, man. I ain't gonna lie, like we've done a lot of <laughs> fucking records together. You know what I'm saying? And he's helped to really take my career to another level too. So I'm always going to show mad love and respect. And like, man, like I'm excited for, for bow. Cause shit, bow. Okay. Ain't no telling like what happened when you catch a CB hook. It, yeah. The whole shit can change all over Thanks. again. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that bow ain't legend, but I'm talking about him having a record in motion. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To go back real quick, when we were talking about the breaking records, do you feel like Tink's album did what you wanted as far as sales and the reception of it? Hell yeah, we did. Uh, we did three projects together. So, um, shit, we fucking the one with the purple covers. The one I'm talking about. That's Pillow Talk. Okay, that yeah. was like yeah. So she had her first number one record off that that project at radio. So that was like a super success for her. You know what I'm saying? And that was like a good good moment. And then um, right after that, we came back. Um, with another project and they all sell well and stream well and do well. You know, like I, I did, we did the deals together. So like, I know that the, the level up every time that something happened, you know, so I'm just extremely happy for her to see somebody that from where I'm from, that's, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I was instrumental. I'm not anymore, but I was instrumental in involved into putting her in the right situations and helping her, you know what I'm saying? Receive this shit that she getting. You feel like she was a step further than where she was before she came to you? I mean, I think she would say that. I think it's evident. Like, you could just look at, you know what I'm saying, her evolution as an artist, and you could tell that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's pretty, it's kind of written on the wall. I'm a different person than I was, like, though three years ago. So, I mean, it's leveled up together type shit. Seems like evolution is very key Mm -hmm. in your growing Mm -hmm. in life. Well, ultimately, I'm here to be, like, the next L.A. Reed, the next motherfucking... Barry Gordy like that type of shit You know what I'm saying Like that's what the trajectory of my career is Cause I'm great with working with everybody And just coming in and Putting my, my sauce on these different situations And turning them up And I really want to be that I want to be that for executives And I want to be the guy that actually makes the music That's inside the building that's telling that So a lot of people don't know It's going to be my third year being vice president of A&R for uh, Empire Prior to that I worked for four years at Atlantic Records 
probably sold like 40 million records with Atlantic Records from able to do Meek Mill's first number one to A Boogie's first number one, look back at it, Dangerous, all these different records. So a lot of people don't know that I'm working inside the system, like I'm inside out and outside in type right, shit because right. I'm making a record and I'm also the nigga that's inside the building to have that conversation. Is that your plan for make a music to be yeah, like make a, a Motown? Sound. Make a yeah. sound, I'm sorry, make a Hell sound. yeah, like that's what we on right now. My new album is coming out top of the year and it's it's going to be, um, it's one of them ones. What's like, it going to be called? Like, I don't even know yet. And are you, are, <laughs> are you going to be back rapping? Rapping? I don't know. I might rap once, maybe okay. twice. Wait, so know. wait, so are, wait, is this gonna be like a like a uh, like a puff album? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is like a producer album. Well, it ain't even like a it, it's 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 done. Like, I mean shit, I'm seventy percent done with it. Okay. So is Make a Sound a subsidiary to Empire? Yeah, we got a um I got joint ventures with okay. uh with Empire and then I also got a joint venture with for my publishing company with APG and Warner Chapel. So like I got a few big deals that's going on and then I got other artists that I signed to other companies via my company as well so my hands kind of in everything for real are you signing you people man? to Empire right now I can if I want to if so, I think it's dope Yeah, you didn't sign Young Blue right no but I work with Young Blue like okay I was just trying to make sure nah chill uh, <laughs> Blue is my guy and um, I think that Yo. that Blue is a great person I think they did they deal, Boosie and them did they deal. The only thing that I know really, like my introduction to Blue, I ain't gonna lie, I met the nigga Blue in an airport. He was with, I think he was with his manager that with him right now, or another guy. He was just like, like, what's up? And this before he was blew up with Empire or whatever, like, and I was already in my wave, and he was just like, yo, we gonna work together. And I kind of blew the nigga off, like not you know, but not blew him off, but like pause, like you know how you in the airport and like it's just it, a quick conversation because yeah, like you got you trying yeah. to catch your flight and yeah. So from there, shit, I came back and I never forget. I was working with Atlantic and like I kind of felt underappreciated Atlantic because I did so much and I was looking for them to like invest into me as a as a as a creative. Like yo, mm -hmm. like okay, cool, I've done, I've sold all these records, I'm doing this shit. Y'all kind of reactionary instead of like being like. In front of ahead of Proactive. the pack with my career, you know what I'm saying. So let me let me go ahead and try and figure something else. So I, I wanted them to buy me a studio, like similar to how they did for drama or whatever, or partner up. Or we oh, you think smart? <laughs> because you got to understand if drama, God forbid that they stop doing business together, that's still drama studio. And I learned that from Tricky in L.A. the same way he had Red Zone and all this other stuff. So I was trying to pat my career around that. And um, it just never really came to fruition. And Ghazi came in and was like a lifesaver, like at that point, and was like, how much money is going to take to get you out of that situation? And I was like, this, he bought me out. And the first record I made when I went to Empire was Baddest with Blue, Chris Brown. And, um, That's a big record. That is James. a big record. Like, literally the first day we went in the studio at San Francisco, that was the first song we did. Now, how hard it was to get Chris to do that hook? It wasn't hard at all. I just was just like, yo, we need to get this done. We need to get this done. Something to record. When he liked the record and he, he fuck with you, he did that. He do it. And then from there, he spawned out and bro went on tour with him. And it just mm -hmm. opened a lot of different doors for, for the that artists dope. that was in there. And then from there, we did Fireboy Peru. Mm. Then we Sharon. Shout out to big. my boy Ivory Scott. Then from there... We just went on and did all these teams. Ivory Scott had great things to say about yeah, you. Yeah, that's my brother. Yeah, I, I love Ivory Scott. Yeah, I'm executive producer yeah. of his album that's coming out soon, too. He just dropped his record with Queen Naja. Shout out to Ivory. I'm taking him to the BET Awards with me tomorrow. And um, 
I just went crazy Empire and just did a, a, a bust of moves. Shout out to Eric Billinger. We just had a real big record that was on uh, Curious that's out right now. The big remix coming too. You know what I'm saying? Top 10 record. I just start busting my move. And going so back. you're a VP of A&R uh-huh. at, at Empire. How does uh-huh. an artist get at Hitmaker or does, does Hitmaker find you and you not find Kinda him? both. You know, okay. I just want the shit to be good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that with the success of certain rappers and just shit that just be happening overnight or how you would say industry plan or whatever the fuck niggas want to say. Everybody just think it's so easy to mm-hmm. do this shit now. You it's know not. what I'm saying? Like, if I look good, if you're a girl and it's like, I want to rap. Like, like a lot of strippers, dancers, people that, that my first question be like, do you love this shit? Like, would you stop dancing to go and do a, a project or whatever and really put the energy into the shit. I just think that everybody thinks it's very easy. easy. So I want the shit to be seasoned when it meet me. Say less. So what is Make a Sound looking for if you want to be an artist? Just work ethic. You know, like how we was sitting here and I'm I'm sitting there holding like myself up to a higher situation. I think that you got to have more work ethic to me you gotta be in that motherfucker like me you gotta be going just as hard as me like i don't sleep like i don't got no no personal life i don't got nothing my whole life is music which i'm trying to like how we said i'm gonna procreate soon but i'm trying to figure <laughs> find out find you some balance <laughs> yeah i'm trying to figure this out here but uh i just want somebody that that's enthusiastic about Doing the work as much as I am, you know, like I ain't gonna lie, like I ain't gotta do this shit. Like, I I can hang it up, like for real. Like mm. recently, um, help help all my people sell portions of their catalog and you know do those type of deals that people talking about. And I did one of those deals myself, and I was just focused on. Well, you sold right, some of your catalog. Yeah, I made the right financial moves. Like I'm gonna keep it honest. Like I ain't gotta. Like, uh, do how this much shit was on. it? I don't talk. I don't like talking about finance. Oh, okay. Did you? Do like a privacy thing for that not to come out? Yeah, of course. Okay. Okay. Because um, it's just, otherwise it would have. I just think that I, like the next progression of my my career is just not move like a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I can't stop this. Like you know what I'm saying? I love this shit. I got <laughs> I got a million dollars worth of this shit. Hey, on right I was now. just about to say that. Yeah, that, but, that, that, that. yeah like but you gonna have to get rid of that now. If you if you but, but I love this. I'm still an artist. Like I still <laughs> love this shit. You know what I'm saying? But I'm transitioning to where like I'm gonna. Put this shit up and give it to somebody else, and y'all gonna see me coming here with the suit on. Who you, know you gonna what give saying? it to? His potential you can son. Just put it in the safe, man. You can donate it to us. He could give we it to his potential son. Yeah, we'll put it in a museum. Do something. Yeah, if you like drop that. one of those on the floor right now this before you leave, it's not gonna be. Shit. You know, shout out to motherfucking like a lot of these niggas. Shit don't really be going like that. Like, yes, yeah, it's, it's like real. Like, I sound heavy, BT. Nah, it's for like real, real deal, different. See, he he real big in the jury, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoop. Oh, damn. Yes, sir. Change. Damn, that shit heavy. Nah, this you said you want to give it away. Now, you can always do- <laughs> donate it. I can, I can put this it in a safe place. This is heavy. Yeah. Bro, that's at least what? I was pounds? just reading the back of it. It said hit versus tank. I'm just saying. Uh, Wait, my, what? Wait, what? Oh, she's talking about on the piece. That's what the, the Jesus. On the Jesus piece. I had this chain. It I says pay- hit versus tank? Yeah. I pay like motherfucking. Uh, so, you know, I, I'll pay attention to everything. <laughs> I, did not see I thought you was joking. I did not see that. Uh, wow. I think I paid like close to two hundred for this Cuban, and I had this shit. Two hundred thousand. Yeah, and then on my birthday, um, how much for the flood of Jesus piece? She put the the down payment on, and I paid the overtime for my birthday. Yeah. How much is all this on the drip check? So you like almost in something like that. Nice. Sheesh. 
Little then he proceeds to drink his water. Well, him make me so thankful. You gotta come back. Or we can pull up in LA or whatever. Nah, but, yeah, I gotta come. Um, I'm in Miami, Miami now. I'm in Miami. Oh, no, Miami now. Yeah, come yeah. out of Miami. Yeah. Okay, how's Miami? It's beautiful. I got my own studio. I work out. Oh no, we, we gonna shoot an episode in studio. Yeah. studio. Yes, y'all gotta come now. Y'all can set up, do that. Like I, y'all should do a remote and just I get y'all to stew for a couple of days and y'all just set up and do y'all <laughs> things. It's a good time. Hey, hey, Robin. We on the way. Let's go. Yeah. We ain't even tell the rapper. We just gonna pull up. Nah, <laughs> y'all need to come to Miami. I'm gonna show y'all what, what the vibe like. Yes, sir. Oh, say so look. album coming. Top of the year. Make a sound. Yep. Um, shout out to uh, Chris Sean. Shout out to Free Rocky. Shout out to all my people that's involved with the situation, man. Neek Bucks, man. Salute my brother. Um, man, it's just a whole bunch of us. All the co-producers, co-writers, everybody that's involved with this situation and the team. Like, I'm super proud of y'all. And like, I ain't gonna lie, like, Got like eight records at radio right now out of 40. So like, Salute. Let's just keep going, you know? Well, I think it's only right if you get on the records. So you know you got to rap. You got to. Yeah, you going to do the Atlas for me? Song. Sure. All right, best. So when we get to Miami and do the next pod, you know, we going to wrap this shit up. For sure. <laughs> she got she, she got publishing stuff, so she going to. All right. Uh, we ain't going to talk about that. Hey, hey. Thank you for uh, joining the Ball Alert hey. Show. Before we get out of here, though, you got to hit us with a pep talk. What up, y'all? Shit, boy. Hit making a building, man. Stay focused. The pep talk for the day is to stay focused, man. Whatever trials and tribulations you may go through, how much it seems like it's not going to change, how dark the day is, just know the sun going to shine tomorrow. So put your ass out there, man. Get on the grind, pause, and go crazy with it. Can't get enough of Baller Alert? Follow us on all social media platforms at Baller Alert. Log on to BallerAlert.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.